Good morning or good afternoon, wherever you are listening to me from. Welcome back. Episode six, First Word Podcast. As always, your boy, First Letter. This past Wednesday, XXX Tentacion was laid to rest and his family put together a very nice spirited memorial service in Southern Florida. It was held at the BB&T Center and the turnout was astonishing, man. It was so many of his fans, uh, so many of his peers, fellow rappers, and just everyone who he touched with his music and connected with that showed up to this event. And I'm pleased to report that for once, in the, in the sake of something so big and something so, um, a huge event like that, I didn't see any videos on social media in regards to the memorial service at all. There were a couple of pictures that were outside of the memorial service and outside of the building, which it was being held. But I saw no pictures of X and Casket. That was one thing that, you know, I was kind of anxious about. And I'm happy because, as I understand, his mom and everyone who put together this service they put out a disclaimer beforehand and let everyone know um, who would be in attendance to not bring cell phones or any devices that could record video or take photos. And I thought that was absolutely brilliant because we didn't need to see X like that. I think the people who actually went there and had experienced this service got a chance to see him in his final state before returning to the earth. But um, it, it, it's not for any of us to see in terms of it being a viral thing. I'm just happy that the fans were respectful enough to abide by the restrictions that were set forth by the family and not bringing any recording devices into the center or anything like that. And I'm also glad that it went down and it was able to be pulled off in a peaceful manner. Because just as how you have so many people who loved X, you have people that were his fans and loved his music and that connected with him, you also have a bunch of people who are just flat out disgusting individuals and will do anything to be a troll or a heckler just for shock value to get their, you know, said 15 minutes of fame. And I'm happy that, you know, his final moments were shared with the people that he... Um, was able to touch and connect with and he also had his loved ones around him so rest in peace to x of course and my condolences again to his mom and his family you know, his little brother and anyone that's affected by him and his passing and still going through a state of disbelief and shock there are new developments that were released by the police department in Southern Florida that are handling X's case. And they are now saying that his death wasn't just a random robbery. It was a planned event. And I think they said going as far back as a few weeks, um, that these guys had this whole thing orchestrated. And it's sad for me to find out that there was an actual struggle before X was killed. You know, it, you know, 21 Savage had commented on this 
and I, I forgot what it was. I think it was an Instagram live post that he put up. But I have to agree with 21 Savage and where he's telling all of us and he's telling all of you young guys out there who are aspiring rappers, your material goods are not worth your life. If someone has the drop on you, especially in a situation like that, where it's life and death, it's an immediate life and death situation, and it can escalate very quickly in terms of the negative, just give it up. You know, it's not worth you losing a life over jewelry. It's not worth you losing life over a bag. It's not worth you losing life over over cash or anything material, okay? Now, rapper Little Skies has also come forward and he shared an Instagram live video with his fans and I guess to the public stating how he too, I believe a week prior to what happened to X, he had been robbed in California or there was an attempted robbery, excuse me, in California. He was in Los Angeles and broad daylight uh he said a guy walked up to him with a gun put a gun in his stomach and told him to give up his watch and some other jewelry now it goes to show you um the climate that these young brothers aren't preparing themselves for now one thing that i would say is that you have to understand that once you are in a certain space or a certain tax bracket if you will you know you cannot move as if you an if you're an everyday regular joe it doesn't work like that because in your eyes nothing changes but to the people that are around you you are a meal ticket you are a lick you are something to be used you are something of value you understand so you young boys out here, man, you know, doing your thing in this, this hip hop industry today, you guys got to move a little bit more cautiously, you know, maybe get some security if you don't want to do the police thing. Just, you know, hire companies. They, they have plenty of companies that will, 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 you know, follow you around. They will have guys dressed up in regular civilian clothes and shit like that, and they'll protect you. And you can avoid events like this from happening because you guys are artists and I feel like. You know, you have every right to protect yourself. You, you want to walk around and do as you please, but you have to also understand the nature and the atmosphere of what it looks like to other people when you are around the have nots and they see you as fresh meat. So just be careful out there, guys. Now, also making news for the past couple of weeks here in New York. It's something that I didn't touch on with the last episode in this podcast because I wanted to wait until more details were released from the police department. And I wanted to make sure that I at least had a good majority of the facts correct before reporting on this. Now, a couple of weeks ago in the Bronx, a young man by the name of Lissandro Guzman Feliz, better known to all of us as Junior, was brutally slaughtered by a group of five individuals in a Bronx bodega. Now, I was extremely upset because when I first heard about this story, you know, I didn't have too much information, but like everything else, 
I'm so sick of seeing death on social media feeds. I went on Instagram and it was to the point where I couldn't even hit the explore button and enjoy what you know I would see. I wanted to see something interesting. I wanted to see something other than the usual twerking, ass shaking videos and shit like that. But I went on Instagram and I hit that explore button and all I saw was a video of this 15 year old boy sitting at the side of a, uh, St. Barnabas Hospital bleeding to death literally bleeding to death and it's fucking being recorded you know I said this when X died and the video that came out with him and his car this shit has to stop you know, society, you know, in particular, when it pertains to this country, we are so numb to death to, to the point where we can videotape someone's final moments. And it's a total lack of empathy. I was just disgusted by this, but I'm not going to go off my topic here. I'm just going to stay um, and just talk about what I wanted to and this young man's case. Now, this has the Bronx and this has the city of New York uh, in an uproar because it was a senseless killing. It was an act of mistaken identity to, as I understand it, there was a young girl who was recorded. I believe it was on an Instagram live or a Facebook live feed. And there was uh, some sexual activity going on. I'm not going to get too too graphic because these are minors. Um but the young girl was being recorded and I don't know everything in regards to how it led up to Junior being murdered. But as far as I know and the information that was released to the public, this young girl went on to say that, you know, she had been sexually assaulted and she knew Junior and come to find out that one of the guys that was in the video was her boyfriend. So it was like a situation where she had to pick and choose which life was more valuable. In this case, she set Junior up. And this is why those men went after him and viciously attacked him. Now, I had a conversation with little Debbie about this. And I told her, I said, you know, situations like this are not uncommon. This type of shit happens uh, more often than you think, especially in the inner cities, in the hoods, in New York or any ghetto in this country, for that matter. Girls have been known to do things like this, young girls in particular. But five men, grown men, approach a 15-year-old boy about something that they're confused about and they don't have all the facts together. So they go on a bloodlust and they publicly lynched this young man and stabbed him to death with machetes and kitchen knives and just left him. Now, what pissed me off even further about this situation is that this happened in a it happened in a public space. It was inside of a bodega. Now, there's surveillance video of this young man trying to save himself and hide from this group of attackers and 
This entire event played out to whereas the owners of the bodega could not give a fuck about this young man at all. They totally just wanted to get him away from their st- their shop, excuse me, and take his problems out into the street rather than give the young man shelter or at least try to help him or do the smallest of of, of things to show compassion. Call the fucking police. They did nothing. And they basically handed this young man over to his killers. And that's another thing, aside from seeing this young man's final moments uh, publicly, that really uh, had me going off and, and it pissed me off. So now the community is calling for this storefront to be shut down, which I agree with that. 100%. I believe that this storefront should be shut down. I believe that it should be closed. I don't think they should ever be allowed to do business in any borough in the city because it speaks to a bigger picture in regards to what I, I tell a lot of my friends, I tell a lot of my peers this, that our neighborhoods aren't really our neighborhoods. Down to the buildings that we live in, to the stores that we patron, that we shop at. And they don't give a fuck about us at all. They want your money, but they treat you like an animal. And this was a prime example of a total lack of compassion and a total lack of empathy. You know, it hurts because you have to put yourself in a position where you have to think about your 15-year-old son. You got to think about your 15-year-old brother. You have to think about your neighbor who has a 15-year-old kid who's doing the right thing, staying out of trouble, keeping his head down, not in the gangs, not involved with the bullshit. Because from what I understand, this young man, Lissandro, was a good kid. He was in the junior uh, NYPD, uh, some sort of uh, program that they do for the youth because he was actually interested in pursuing a career in police, uh, in law enforcement, excuse me. And I just think it's disgusting man because it's always when people that are on the right path that are trying to do well and trying to do good things in life you know trying to be positive and to be cut down so uh short like this it's just it's sad it's very sad and um it's heartbreaking you know and i feel for his mom and i feel for his loved ones to have to go through something like this because i've said this before No mother should have to bury their child, whether it be son or daughter, you know, but um, thankfully, the Lord works in mysterious ways. And what's done in the dark always comes to the light because they actually caught these motherfuckers. They caught them and they caught these motherfuckers before a week of that actual crime was committed. And now there are a bunch of videos like everything else that goes viral because we live in a world where everything has to be shown. Everything has to be reported. And social media is like the newest news outlet. So they have videos of these young guys being read their charges. And what doesn't surprise me is that you have a few of these guys who are just bawling in tears And they are so remorseful and, you know, they're saddened and grief stricken. And this is usually, excuse me, usually the case when you have guys out here who are perpetrating a lifestyle that isn't them. And I tell these young niggas all the time, you guys are out here 
trying to be so in tune with this street shit and you guys are so wrapped up in what the streets think and you guys are so wrapped up in crews you guys are so wrapped up in my gang my clique and all this frivolous shit that doesn't do anything for your life it doesn't better you doesn't make you a better person it's only going to bring you down you guys are so concerned with this shit when it comes time for you to be involved in some real shit or when something actually hits the fan and you have to stand up and take accountability for your actions you are gonna see what that whole gang shit is all about you are gonna see what that whole clicking grouping up shit is all about and i honestly hope that they throw the book at these punks honestly because it was savagery there was no need for this it was totally senseless and you know it's i hope that it says something to new york and how laxed the system is or that's just the way that i feel at least i feel that in new york there's not enough that's done with people who commit such heinous crimes like murder rape and and things of this nature i feel like there's always the lesser of a penalty than there should be i believe in a situation like this we should reinstate the death penalty honestly because that's what these 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 individuals deserve for doing that to this young man and also let's not forget the girl who was the the focal point of this whole thing jumping off i think that charges should be brought up against her i don't know if they have her in custody and i don't think they would release that information anyway because she's underage but i really hope that they bring everyone in the situation to justice because this young man and his family and that community up there in the bronx they deserve it so rest in peace junior you will be missed you know gone too soon over some senseless nonsense man and new york city and it's just the world we got to do better we have to stop allowing ourselves to be so numb to these things to where we view crimes we view murders we view death and we see it as just something to just watch as entertainment we got to do better people honestly we have to do better rest in peace junior also speaking on the bronx around the same time of junior's death a young girl by the name of Lana Robert was shot and killed in the Bronx, um, apparently after a fight or some sort of altercation broke out in front of an apartment complex. Now, which is eerie about her case is that she was killed not far from where Junior had lost his life. And what makes this case even more scarier is that she also died at St. Barnabas Hospital, the same hospital where Junior sat outside and died at the steps. Now, the family is outraged, as well they should be, but they are causing a bit of an uproar, and they are kind of shaming the internet and social media platforms because they feel as if her death and the situation revolving around the incident isn't getting enough press and pub as junior situation and it's kind of leaning and going towards an area where they're making this a african-american versus latino thing 
And I think that is absolutely the worst thing to be doing, especially at this time where there's so much grieving going on. There's so many people that are hurt. The Bronx really is in a state of mourning, shock and sorrow. And this is the last thing that we need, because if anyone knows the history of New York and you know our inner city neighborhoods, you know the Bronx, this is not the time for divisiveness, especially in regards to African-Americans and Latinos, because there's been too much of that for years going on. And I don't think it's right to say that, you know, one person's life isn't worth being exposed or brought to the forefront over someone else's. It's just the fact that you have to understand that the police are dealing with so much. Junior's passing, Vlana Robert, her passing, is only two cases in what has been going on in the Bronx. There, there are so many murders that have happened and that have took place in the Bronx within the scope of the last three to four weeks. Shit is really crazy up there. So you have to understand the police department, the detectives, whoever's being assigned to these cases, they are fucking absolutely overwhelmed. And yes, it didn't get so much coverage because I myself, I have to admit, I had to actually do research on Vlana Robert and I had to do research and watch news um, reporting and I read a couple of news articles but aside from that there really isn't any information because from what I understand of what happened to this young girl she was the victim of a random walk by you know they said someone walked up to her and just shot her in cold blood now there's no word as if to she's the intended target or not but that's all that the police have to work with and you know in situations like this, you know, witnesses, people are so afraid to say anything because remember, we still are in this, 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 how should I put it? The snitching. Okay. The snitching thing comes into play. A lot of people are more concerned and they, they are pre fixed with not being labeled a snitch. And people are fearful because it's some serious shit going on out here. So I feel for that family, but I feel like what they shouldn't be doing right now is trying to divide people or sway people's feelings or play on people's emotions. This is not the time for that. Junior and his situation has touched a lot of people and not only in that community, all over the city, the country, you have people like the game who posted something on his social media about this young brother, about this young brother. And, you know, it just goes to show you that you have to give things a little bit of time. So to that family, I would say, you know, of course, I send my condolences to you all, but allow the police officers to do what they need to do. Be more active in your community, spread the awareness so that she too can get as much light shed on her situation and you can get the pub that you guys need so that maybe that you'll be a step closer to apprehending the suspects who took this young girl's life you know 
it's just sad, man, because it's a lot of our young people being cut down out here. And I don't like reporting on stuff like this because my goal that I set out, you know, with doing this show wasn't to always report the gloomy and the more darker aspects of life, but just to uplift, you know, if I could in any type of way, because as people, we all go through shit, you know, on a day to day basis, at least, you know, my role or what I thought I would serve purpose would be a temporary distraction from the hardships you might be going through or things you might be facing. So again, my condolences to the family of Lana Robert. I do hope that they catch whoever took this young woman's life um, and cut her down only at 17 years old babies. Okay, and again, New York City, we have to do better. We have got to do better than this. It's our kids at the end of the day. So my thoughts and prayers to Vlana Robert and her family. So last night, Drake released his highly anticipated Scorpion album, which is a dual project. And it's his last and final album for Young Money, Cash Money Records. And interestingly enough, this album was pretty good. Now, unlike most people, I'm not going to say everybody, I actually received an early zip folder that had this album as of last Sunday. And I got a chance to listen to it Sunday night, but I was put on a gag order and restricted um, almost to the point where I was threatened that I couldn't talk about it. I couldn't share shit. Um, Actually, I couldn't share it if I wanted to, because the way that they sent the file over to me, I could only stream it from the email. I couldn't even download it. Um, But Drake got something with this album here now. It's so early to call, but there's so many people already shitting on this album. And I'm starting to believe and I'm almost 100% convinced that people just get up every day and they live to hate. Now, again, opinions are opinions and everyone's entitled to their own. But come on, the album's only been out since, what, 11 p.m. last night? It's too early for you to really give such a a bold statement like that you know just take time to let the records absorb into your system it's a lot of music to absorb but um i'm thankful for it and i'm going to get into this album and i'm going to get into the records that i like and i'm also going to touch up on the records that i don't care for which aren't many but there are some on here that i don't care for overall This is a very solid project. If you're going to go out with this being his last project on Young Money and Universal, what have you, you do so in style. And Drake did his thing. Now, before I go any further, I got to put out this disclaimer. This show has been ported to Apple Podcast. But I'm telling you guys right now, if you are listening to this on Apple, you will not hear any of the musical content that I share for the purposes of reviewing. 
Apple is going to cut this segment up and all you are going to hear is my annoying voice. So if you want to hear any of the musical content, if you want to hear what records I deem to be my favorites, you have to listen to this show on anchor.fm forward slash first dash letter. Okay, you got to listen to Anchor FM if you want to hear all the good Drake goodness that I'm about to bring to you guys right now. (laughs) All right. So getting into the album, I was, you know, a little... I was a little over anxious because when I got it that Sunday, the first thing that I was doing was I was looking at the the, the track list and I'm looking for any aggressive titling because, mind you, Drake is fresh off of this whole Pusha T confrontation. So I'm looking for anything that sounds aggressive on the album. Of course, I already heard the I'm Upset record and he's not addressing too much on this. But Drake, being the clever wordsmith that he is, he kind of addressed the situation and kind of danced around it all in the same tune. He has a record on here entitled 8 Out of 10, in where he cleverly addresses Pusha T and Kanye West, but he doesn't name drop. But anybody who's been keeping up with the shit that's been going on with these three individuals in these two camps, we know exactly who Drake is referring to in his bars. And it's a record on the first side of Scorpion that caught me because I'm a 90s hip hop head and the beat for this record is fucking amazing. And that's one thing that I have to always respect Drake for is because no matter what you think about content or what's being carried across over these beats, he'll still get you because of that. The music and the way that he picks his his, his tracks, it's, it's great. But he cleverly danced around the situation with Pusha T and Kanye on this record, 8 out of 10. And I'm not going to give the bars away. Um, I'm going to get into a a sample of the record uh, with this being one of the first records on here that I like. Um, And not just because of the beef shit, like I said, it's because of the music. It's, It's very well put together. But that's not a record that I really wanted to talk about. Like, after I took my listen to Scorpion on Sunday... I couldn't wait until I spoke about it. And it's for one record in particular, actually two. And it's the record with Michael Jackson, which shocked the shit out of me because I wasn't expecting that. And I didn't think Drake could pull off something like that in terms of getting clearance or obtaining rights to anything involved with Michael Jackson. But it just goes to show you that you can't count Drake out and you can't underestimate him either but he also has another record on here which is the last record that completes the album which is called march 14th and it's an amazing record and drake actually spoke to the subject of being a co-parent and actually admitting to having a child and i think it's very mature that he chose the higher ground and he chose to be the quote-unquote good guy and he even said that on this record 
um, and he spoke to the fans and he did it in true Drake fashion and he did it through the music and it's a dope record and I think a lot of you out there that are really giving this album a hard time and having um, harsh words for it you know just take a little bit more time you know take a drive this upcoming weekend somewhere and really vibe out to it don't hit the skip button don't skim through it just listen to everything track by track I'm telling you man Drake put together a really solid body of work and it takes a lot for me to say that especially in this climate of music you know I'm starting to come out of my shell a little bit the other night I was sitting down and um doing some research and I was actually listening to Little Pump um which surprised me because that's not something that I thought I would ever do but you know you got to respect it the way that you stay relevant and the way that you continue to have your connection to the younger demographic out here is that you have to keep up with what the younger people are actually doing but little pump aside you know let me get into this eight out of ten record because it's one of my dope picks that i like you know like i said aside from lyrics it's the beat that's all i waited for and he has a drop where it just comes in so amazingly and i think sonically this is a great record so you guys check this out in you know, uh, decipher for yourself. What do you think? This is called eight out of 10 by Drake off of Scorpion. And that there was eight out of 10 by Drake. All sevens, no sixes. Get some shut eye. Now, for those of you that let those bars go over your head, keep in mind, the good music camp has been releasing projects with seven tracks, no more, no less. So Drake is letting it be known indirectly, subliminally, who he's talking to and who he's addressing with this track. And I think it's great the way that he's doing it because he's he's taking the higher ground and he's doing it in a more classy manner. But um, yeah, man, that record right there is one of my favorites uh, so far. And I'm going to get into this March 14th record for you guys as well right now and again going back to the disclaimer all you guys listening to this on apple Podcasts, if you're wondering why you can't hear any music and you're just hearing the, the chops in between me talking between each uh musical segment is because apple is taking it out and they're removing it if you want to hear any musical content you got to listen to the show on Anchor FM at anchor.fm forward slash first dash letter. So without me continuing, excuse me, I'm over here stumbling over my words and shit. Um, without me continuing this rambling that I'm doing, let me just go ahead and give you guys the sample in this portion of March 14th off of Scorpion by Drake. March 14th by Drake Yeah man There it is I like that record because It's Drake Being classy and he's showing maturity And I think it's growth You know he took a situation to where You know He got a lyrical assault From Pusha T I'm, I'm not going to downplay that But he's using it For the better He's taking the lemons and making lemonade So to speak and I, I like what he was able to do with that record there, man, because it, it was heartfelt. You could tell it was something that he didn't just throw out there 
to answer the fans because the fans were, you know, demanding to know what was going on with this situation with him having a son. This is some heartfelt shit, man. And and the music uh, correlates to that. And I like it. I like it a lot. But before I get out of here, there's one more track that I have to um, preview, I guess, to you guys. And that's Mob Ties, which is also on this album. And I actually contacted Maul from the Joe Budden podcast last night. And I had tweeted him about this record because I want to know if it's just me. If, if I'm bugging or is Drake addressing or did he take shots at XXX Tentacion on this record? Because there are a couple bars in this song that are kind of bone chilling if you really think about what has happened in X's case. And then you listen to some of the bars on Mob Ties. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being a conspiracy theorist all over again, but you guys can figure it out for yourself. So without further ado, here it is. Mob Ties by Drake off of Scorpion. And there you have it, folks. Mob Ties by Drake off of the Scorpion project that we received from him last night. So graciously, Aubrey, thank you. (laughs) Now, you guys take a listen to that record in full. And let me know if I'm bugging or not. But I think that he was addressing X on this record. That's just me. But in any event, I thank you guys for tuning in yet another week with my annoying dry ass. Okay, I appreciate you wholeheartedly. And again, for anything music related and to hear the musical content, you got to listen to the show on Anchor FM, okay, or download the Anchor app so that you can hear this show in its entirety without being chopped up, without the music being taken out, okay? I appreciate you guys as always. This is your boy, First Letter. Thank you, and I will be here again soon with episode seven, all right? Let me get back into this Drake album. I didn't got myself started already this morning. You guys have a blessed day. Be good to each other. Be kind. Be courteous. Be respectful. Be mannerly. Enjoy your Friday. God bless.